Blog Talk Radio. the Frontier Beyond Fear live broadcast. I'm Susan Larison Dans, and today is June 4th, 2022. Today, I am going to continue to address a very, very important topic. And it has to do with skepticism and what it has become in terms of being hostile to exploring truth. Because unless we are open to truth, if we just slam the door shut to any exploration, we're not going to have as good of an opportunity, and I'm not saying that there isn't an opportunity, to discover it. And I am talking about how we have in our world relegated spirituality in a more popular way to the shelf when it really needs to be looked at incredibly seriously. This is not a light topic. The very way that we are advancing as humanity is at stake. There are decisions being made, for example, within technological circles that the way to be immortal is to merge with technology. That is a non-spiritual approach and a harmful approach because it makes the assumption that spirituality is not real without even giving it the time of day. It is a dangerous approach. Imagine, imagine a world, and I'm not even saying it could be possible, just because of the reality of spirituality. Imagine a world where you choose to be blind just because you cannot, for whatever reason, even entertain the notion or even look, even Open the drape to look for light. Imagine a world where you lock yourself into blindness intentionally and that without and others because you insist there is no light. There is nothing beyond the curtain just because That's your opinion, your limitation, not to explore it. Perhaps you say, well, there's no proof. Have you looked for it? Have you asked? Do you know that many a scientifically oriented person has awakened when honestly pursuing truth? How we choose to frame what we observe can indeed be a form of belief, but there are things that are objectively observable 
with regards to the afterlife and other things. And this particular program is not intended to prove those things to you. It has come to my awareness that the only way, the only way that any individual can wake up is individually. I can't open your eyes. You think my eyes are closed, which is the irony of it. I know extremely intelligent people who simply refuse to even entertain the notion that there is something beyond this material world, and that is incredibly short-sighted. And we are unfortunately training our children in exactly this. Imagine setting up an entire world that insists that blindness, that there is no light, there is no sight. What are you talking about, you superstitious people who claim to see something? Oh, no, that is superstition just because you can't see. Well, let me say, I would say to you, what are you afraid of? Because that's a serious thing as well. In fact, I'm being a bit contentious, and I wasn't necessarily intending that, but that is the spirit that is inspired by contentiousness, by just, it's just such a tragedy. That's what it is. It's a tragedy, a tragedy to not be able to see how, how do we open the door? I mentioned in a past episode something about the Fermi paradox. I have been honestly... um, doing some experimentation with various outreaches having to do with thinking about spiritually advanced life, including on our own planet, by the way, should we go that way? And I don't even know if we can shut it down because spirituality in its own way will inspire itself, will awaken itself. But let's assume that we can long term. There's this notion of the Fermi paradox where um, it was said that if there are all these extraterrestrials out there, why can't we see them? And I wanted to bring to the program the actual study that was done, which I haven't looked at in detail, but that's not the point of bringing this up. There's a recent study where two scientists, Dr. Michael Wong from the Carnegie Institution for Science, and Dr. Stuart Bartlett from the California Institute of Technology claim to have resolved the Fermi paradox in saying that industrial technological civilizations tend to burn themselves out and they don't last. And so that's why we're not seeing You know, all these, there's not a lot of traffic out there. Now, other people have theorized, well, it's because things are so far apart. But even when we look farther out into space, we're just not seeing evidence, not much. There may be a little here and there. And I know the Galileo Project is looking for this. I mean, we've been looking for signals for a while, and there there could be that this object was a probe. There could very well be technological societies. And yes, there's the whole UFO question that people are looking into. What that is, I cannot say. I'm not saying that it's not something technological. And I'm not saying whether or not it's extraterrestrial. And I know there are many, many other things discussed, both within the spiritual community and within the UFO community. I'm not going there right now. Where I'm going is that there does appear to be limited evidence at this time of a whole bunch of advanced technological species out there sending signals out. Now, yes, 
you could maybe not see them. I mean, this has been talked about a lot. Fine. But what if, let me postulate for you, what if the reason that is is that advancement is not what we think it is, that advancement is not about industrialization and technology, that advancement is actually about developing your own selves, your own connection to the divine and to everything else. And that's the key. Omnipresence is the key because this divine, however you define it, fine, that's a belief or that's a word. It's a concept. But it's more than that. It's more. From your perspective as a skeptic, perhaps, if I have skeptics listening today or in the future, it's a concept. And why it gets difficult to look at is because, yes, there are many beliefs and even interpretations within particular belief systems then applied to what this is. Those who have had profound spiritual experiences would attest, and I can as well, to the tremendous love that comes through. I am well aware that such, such experiential things that I tell you about are not in themselves proof. This isn't a program about proof, although you can be shown proof as well. Only you can see it. When you see it, it'll be obvious, and it will be in objective ways. It won't be quite the way that I'm sure some may be thinking about, is that with this episode, I posted a picture that I took some years ago, which is a heart in the sky. It's the shape of a heart in the sky. That at the time was very affirming for me. However, I am well aware that there are scientific theories about how we make patterns out of things, how we naturally tend to try to, to see that pattern. That heart all by itself is not going to prove a thing to you. But what you are missing out on is the experience. It's an incredible detriment that we are missing out on the experience of connecting to what this is. And beyond that, the real impediment and tragedy is that we are missing out by not exploring this more in connecting to everybody else. And that includes people outside or beings outside of here, outside of space, outside of time or beyond our notions of linear time or the limitations of space. By closing the door to any consideration of such things, we are closing the door to everything. We may very well be closing the door to our survival. Things are incredibly important. Many of us have witnessed phenomenal healings, things that cannot be explained. We have witnessed coincidences, not just by ourselves, but with others that are so detailed, that are impossible, things that just cannot be explained. I mean, okay, extremely statistically improbable. These are not just patterns. These are not just words. These are not just small things. They can be quite, quite detailed, and they are not just someone's imagination or delusion. They are things that you can see together and even study, and some of us are studying such things. I talked in the description of this program about the movie Contact. That's an important movie, which I've talked about before. 
It's based on a book by Carl Sagan. I'm not quite sure I totally understand what Carl thought about things. I know he was an agnostic. I know that his wife is very much involved in skepticism. I'm not quite sure how much he was involved in that, um, but he certainly was an agnostic. And I can guarantee that when he died, he was in for a pleasant surprise. Some people don't think that would be pleasant. Some people think there's such harshness in the world, and hey, this is a big thing, that it's easier not to believe in more. It's easier, let me say that a different way, to not even want to look for more. Because to look for more would put you face to face with a very difficult question. And that is, why then is the human experience so difficult? And beyond that, even in the animal world, why, why, why the harshness of this world? Would you even want to be face to face with whatever that is? And so we shut the door to even looking. Or maybe we have a particular way of framing what would be beyond the door. And that just, you know, isn't something that um, makes any sense. You can come to various observations and um, even logical conclusions about what might not be behind the door without concluding about what is. But when you slam it shut completely and even train future generations, in fact, we're living in the midst of it now, so that they don't have that opportunity to explore what this is, it is a tragedy. Those of us who are on the spiritual path. I wasn't. Do you think I had a program like this years ago? I was not known as a spiritual person. I had interest in it. I took, um, I mean, I certainly um, thought about it. And, you know, there were many different ways that I believed at different times. And then I would just not want to think about it. Sooner or later, I became, it became necessary for me to think about it. And in my own journey, because I came face to face with my own mortality, and I asked to be shown the way because I was in anguish over this. And yes, a whole part of it was that question about the harshness. Things happened after that. Things opened up, and there were some other coincidental things going on at the same time that maybe helped to open those things up. And it wasn't a particularly smooth journey, but in whatever way, I came to be this person through a rather intricate journey, a rather intricate process. And it took many, many years for me to get to this point. And yes, I'm finally to the point where I'm even not imposing particular views in this program. That's why I'm doing it solo, because I'm just exploring. And I can't just agree anymore with a particular belief if I'm, it's not something that maybe I'm ready to put forward as they believe. And there have been many beliefs put forward on this program, many of which I have questioned or thought about more deeply. And it, if there could be a way to have a deep exploration when someone writes a book, you know, you bring them on the show, you want to be kind to them, and you can still have a deep conversation. But it's a rare guess that you can have an actual debate about what they just wrote about. Now, maybe there are more than I realize, but that's why I'm doing this exploration the way I am right now, because I need, this is a part of my process to explore. In the movie Contact, the character, and I encourage you to see it, it's, she doesn't particularly have what I would call a spiritual awakening. 
somewhat. She's on the path. But she has an experience that she did not expect and, in fact, didn't even ask for. I do think that is possible. I don't think you necessarily have to ask for it. There are things that could occur that you will not be able to explain, and that in itself will do the invitation and the asking, and you'll be called to explore it. I can't do this for you. Imagine what it would be like to live in a far richer, deeper world. We judge what this is. That's because a lot of harmful things have happened in the past. We overcorrected, but we really erred. We have erred, and we need to correct our course again. We need to open ourselves up to what is true. This has nothing to do about something that isn't true. Or it has nothing to do with saying it isn't science. Science is the honest pursuit of truth. In fact, that's in contact. There's a great line where both the spiritual person and Jodie Foster plays someone who is not spiritual at all. And they keep using religious in that movie. But however you want, the the Below the belief, or underlying, it doesn't contradict a belief, but spirituality is something that comes through. She has an experience that she doesn't know how to integrate, and it is incredibly loving. Imagine slamming the door shut on the love that is available, on the support What if we really can connect far beyond here and to one another? What if it changes everything? There are many assumptions being made right now in other circles that this, there is no way of making it through this particular transition or, you know, there are several particular beliefs applied to it, some of which were interpretations. That, too, can limit us when we make assumptions. Assumptions are what close the door. Fear often closes the door. But we are not making good choices right now. We are making very stark choices in the dark. It would be, um, and the people making them are in the dark. And that's how we're going to lead humanity forward. I don't think so. The beauty, spirituality, the wonder of spirituality is, I believe, this is a belief, I can't know for sure, that We will discover it. It will help us because it is stronger than anything. They're just, I mean, it's comparing literal miracles to nothing. And when literal miracles exist, Literal miracles have an advantage. (laughs) That's the nice thing about it. Of course they do. I mean, they're the next step. They're higher. They are so-called higher wisdom, higher knowing, higher experience. But to shut the door on what this is in a cynical hostile way. I may sound a little bit hostile today. I'm not hostile. I'm just, I'm passionate about this particular topic. It's extremely important. 
because our future does hang in the balance and we have erred horribly. I hope that we're learning at a higher level. I do believe that we're here on this planet to learn and to grow and that apparently we have some things to learn through this exercise by just shutting it all down. There are people who even would love to shut off the gene that makes you more open to spiritual experience. That could be quite active in someone like me, given that my grandfather was quite a... um, He did some pretty pretty amazing things in terms of... um, Um, healing occurring, and we've certainly seen it, although really that's just coming through you. It's not something you do, but maybe you open up to it more, that genetic disposition, that is possible. And to like think of a way to shut that off, oh, that's really smart. That's like shutting off the gene that helps you to see so everyone can be blind together. But again, Spirituality, I have faith. Faith, yes, in this case, is stronger. If we're meant to shut it down in the darkness, well, we'll go on to some other exercise somewhere else. That will be unfortunate. It'll be really a failure, but a very interesting um, observation. I think at the highest level, we're incredible scientists. We're not... This is not something that is devoid of intellect. Quite the opposite. And just hold on a second. I'm just doing a quick thing here as the live show I know is about to end. And I just want to note to those of you who've been listening live, thank you on Blog Talk Radio. Always appreciate that this program is highlighted on the homepage of Blog Talk Radio while live. And those of you listening at another time may have seen it in one of the podcast syndication platforms, which I really do need to expand, I'm realizing. I've said it more than once, and I need to get to doing it. FrontierBeyondFear.com is where you can learn more about this program. I out of date. I didn't get last week's out, but I'll be getting it up to date again soon. You see, for those of you listening to the podcast, I don't feel any separation in space or time. I mean, sure, I'm a human being. There's some separation, but I know that your energy is present. I am as present talking to you for the first time hearing these words as if you were here live. And there are a lot of things that can be talked about regarding time and the study of time. And I've talked about that as well in other programs. By assuming that blindness is just reality... How are we to see? Will something happen to help to open our eyes? One would hope so. Very possibly. I can't guarantee it. I hope for such a thing. I think that it makes sense that such a thing would occur. Because spirituality is so very important. Reality is so very important. You know, I read science fiction quite a bit as a child, and I really enjoyed, well, and young person, I really enjoyed fantasy, um, science fantasy, things like that as well. I mean, I used to like to read. I used to think Dune was a really cool book when I was young. There's a lot of spirituality in Dune. It represents a particular belief system in Dune. That doesn't mean you have to believe the way the characters in Dune believe. It's not about belief. 
It's about experience and observation. It's about truly wanting to know the truth. It's about releasing that prejudgment that we're not even going to look at this because that is just superstition. What is superstition? Or what are you afraid of? Or what have you been taught to make you think that way? That's a way of thinking. It doesn't mean that you are honestly exploring truth. I do believe this begins with the afterlife. I think that there would be some very provable things in that area. In fact, I've actually been studying some of them myself. Things that are very difficult to explain. Now, the only thing that is more difficult to rule out in those eventualities is if we're living in a simulation of some kind. And that's been discussed, in fact, I guess, to this show more than once, and I interact with him a little bit here and there on social media. Riz Verk is very prominent in the scientific community, and yet he's pursuing an advanced degree now in consciousness studies, I believe, and he wrote a book on the simulation theory, um, and he shows it in both spiritual and non-spiritual ways. And it's difficult if you're living in a simulation to rule out what's in the simulation, you know, what's being simulated, right? That is true. Now, if you're having this experience, well, is your experience being simulated? There is a point within simulation theory where faith does come in. But the point of all of this also is that there is more to reality than meets the eye. And see, we're not even going that far. We're not even looking at that. We're not even looking at reality. We're closing the door to large portions of reality. I do believe experientially, well, again, it gets circular with it gets circular with the simulation theory. That is absolutely true. But we're not even there yet. We're still in this stark place. The sad thing about this, really, is when you are living in a non-spiritual world, and I've had portions of my life where I really didn't feel that support, that spiritual support, I definitely have had that happen, and that's partly what made me wake up to it. And there were a lot of things that converged to facilitate that awakening, some of which were material. It doesn't matter. The thing is, living a spiritual life is a richer life. It's a deeper life and by our ruling that out and for coming generations that is a tragedy that is the reason there is such difficulty that is the reason that things happen that I really believe a lot of it has to do with a lack of depth. I mean, it's a vacuousness. A lot of harsh things happen in the midst of that. Spirituality, the experience of it, I have spoken about many times on this program, the gifts that he gives to us. It does not make life perfect, but it changes our lives in ways that are so incredibly deep and important. You're not alone anymore. Why would we want to shut the door on that? What are people afraid of? When you shut the door on something, often it's because you're afraid of what's behind the door. Yes, 
things have happened in the past that were not even based in spirituality. They were based in harsh and violent, horrible things. I mean, you know, and witches were burned at the stake or people who were accused of being witches and so forth. We overcorrected. No, it's absolutely true. Scientific observation was shut down. Thus the Galileo Project. But we're still shutting it down. We're still persecuting open-minded people who really want to study it in depth and believe that there are things that are provable and observable should they be given the time of day. But these are not stark, impersonal things. I talk sometimes about things like telepathy and telekinesis as if it's just like something in a toolbox. That is unintended, and I need to correct there. It's not just some toolbox. That's not what it is. You have to connect to the depth of the thing. Spirituality is not like materialism. It's much different. And it can't be described in those terms. Far too often we make that effort. We think we're required to explain it in a materialistic term. I refuse to do that, even when I myself, accidentally, because of just we're all trained to do this, I do it too. But it's not what I truly believe. There is great depth. This is not something like some skill that anybody can figure out. That's why I have real issues with some things that that happen where people think they can create an experience and possibly really expose themselves to true jeopardy and harm. And I am not an advocate for that. These experiences that one can have, they, they are not something to, um, to treat lightly. Let's put it that way. There's a reason why in past cultures there was a lot of study of this. In ancient cultures, in a number of indigenous cultures, there were people that really studied this. You didn't just walk right into it. I mean, yes, it can happen. Absolutely. In fact, anyone who's had a spiritual experience, it probably happened that way. I can attest. Not intentionally invoked. That's not something that's on my path. But it's it requires a depth of maturity and is not something to just be played with like a toy. Let's put it that way. It is not a toy. It is not some trip to an amusement park kind of a thing. This is really serious stuff. And nor is it a tool that can be manipulated. Spirituality is deeper than that. You try that, it'll be empty. It will not have the depth. And I don't even know how far you could really go. There could be a lot of darkness involved as well. I was going to do a program today on light, and I may in the future, but ultimately, I think I have done a... I sort of came full circle and did a program on light. I did, as I love to do, turn in my book to poems and things, I actually did turn to another section that wasn't exactly a poem. In fact, I kind of lost it. It was a thinker who was talking very deeply. Now I can't find him because I shut the book. But he was thinking, he was a, a British thinker who was talking about some of the 
the less functional aspects of, you know, like the Church of England and different movements within British history, and some of them were not healthy. And we lost our balance is what happened. He wasn't, that's probably why I can't find him, because it wasn't directly relevant, but it was related, and I did go there. These are deep things. These require even more depth than the skill to create these technological wonders that people think they're able to create. And by the way, they assume a lot about who we are, what the mind is, that there is no soul, that you can just capture that, that it's just electrical impulses. Good luck with that, really. A lot of this, ultimately, probably the beginning, although in other ways too, a study of the afterlife is important. A study of near-death experiences, which can be, that's a transition and people come back from those. So you can't know that's what it's like if you stay. <laughs> We've only, anyone who's had a near-death experience, which I have not had, they come back. They come back from a place. And yes, there are all kinds of people who try to explain it away. But see, they're already slamming that door shut right from the beginning. So many people just slam it shut, slam it shut, slam it shut. They don't even want to look at it. That's not science. I'm sorry. It's not. Anyway, I've turned to this poem. It's a light, well, relatively light, although it's actually about transitioning. Um, but I think it deserves to be read because it has to do with what a wonder it is to expect an afterlife. And in this case, we had someone who hoped for one. What a wonder it is to simply know that there will be more and also to have observed things objectively. This poem is about hope. About Al it was written by Alfred Lord Tennyson, who lived 1809 to 92. Crossing the Bar Sunset and evening star, and one clear call for me. And may there be no moaning of the bar when I put out to sea. But such a tide as moving seems asleep, too full for sound and foam. When that which drew from out the boundless deep turns again home. Twilight and evening bell, and after that the dark. And may there be no sadness of farewell when I embark. For though from out are born of time and place, the flood may bear me far. I hope to see my pilot face to face when I have crossed the bar. That's by Alfred Lord Tennyson. And he's talking, of course, about anticipating. Looks like it was written at close to the end of his life. I don't have a date on it. It's the last poem they show for him in this book. So I, I'm going to assume it was written near the end of his life. And pilot, by the way, is capital P. So is time and place, capital T, capital P. And that poem just appeared when I was looking for something related to this topic. And it is related. There are many ways to think about this pilot of which he speaks. I know that this program goes out to people in many parts of the world. It may be there's just one of you in various parts, <laughs> scattered about individuals. It doesn't matter. It doesn't need to go out to like 50 of you in one place. Wherever you are, you have a belief system, I believe. In fact, I'm sure you no doubt do that you're bringing to this program. 
I hope that many of you have this experience that I'm describing, that depth, that knowing, that feeling, that it's real. But at the same time, for those of you who do not have that experience, that is available to you, and more importantly, to humanity. We need to stop slamming the door. I will not participate in slamming the door. The farther we go down a path that is stark and not acknowledging that that door is being slammed, the less participation will occur by those who know that they can see that there is something beyond the door for heaven's sake. An expression, but yes. Open the door. Believe that it can be open, or at least have the courage to look. That's the key. So you don't even believe there is a door. Well, you've imposed a belief. That is a religion. That is a kind of cultish thinking. To just shut it all out and deny it. To not give it the time of day and to refuse to do so. Go down a very dark path and the very Fermi paradox suggests that there is something else. We're missing the boat as humanity. So many more of us can get on board. Those who think they're so intelligent and know everything, good luck. I don't think so. This may sound somewhat smug on our part, too. Like, oh, you claim to see? Well, heck, if you can see, your eyes are open. There are things that you have seen and demonstrated and talked to other people about and compared notes and seen it again and again. It's really sad that there are those who not only don't want to look for it themselves, but want to shut everybody else from looking for it. And yes, that includes very much what is possible in the domain of healing. I'm going to close the show today. Thank you for being here. At this point, I know that everyone's listening in the podcast since I've gone over, but I still like keeping the live show to 30 minutes. That works well. Most days I go beyond that, but I follow my own passion. I appreciate those of you who are listening. And I expect to be back again live next Saturday. This program broadcasts live on Blog Talk Radio, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you for being here, everyone. Consider the door. Consider what might be beyond it. We're really missing out when we don't. What an amazing, amazing thing we could discover. But how amazing our lives could be if we would stop slamming that door shut or empower the people who insist that we do. It's impossible, you see. Once you've opened it, you know. You know there's more. Everyone can know there's more. And everyone can know that we are loved because it isn't stark at all. Take care, everyone.